Good morning. It is time to get up as the NFL makes an enormous decision about the Bengals and Bills. We'll tell you exactly what it means for every team involved. Meanwhile, could this be the last leap at Lambeau for one of the greatest ever to do it? You will hear that answer directly from the man himself. And then hold everything. An investigation that could lead to a suspension for Jim Harbaugh? It's the plot twist that no one saw coming. We'll explain what it means as we get up with you starting right now on this Football Friday, and we are delighted that you are there. And Brooke Pryor is here, and RC representing in the in the jersey today, which is just when you walked in, I have to admit it caught me in my throat for just a brief moment to see you in Demar Hamlin's jersey today. Yeah, I, mean, I think it was it was important for me. Uh, I reached out to actually Michael Rubin of Fanatics, and he got it over to me. Just. Uh, what they are doing, you know, to give back to him, but also what this kid has now done for an entire country, not just people who love sports, and bringing us together for uh, a good reason this time instead of something divisive. Well, we love it. Rob Ninkovich is here. Dan Graziano is going to join us in a minute to explain all the ramifications of the announcement the league made yesterday. But we begin with overwhelmingly the most important news, and that is that DeMar Hamlin is showing, quote, substantial improvement. Doctors say that while they still aren't sure what caused him to go into cardiac arrest on Monday night, the quick medical response and CPR saved his life. Hamlin is still considered critically ill. However, he is able to move his hands and his feet. And while he cannot talk yet due to his breathing tube, he can communicate in writing. First question that he wrote when he, when he started to awaken was, was, did we win? So we know that he's really, that it's not only that the lights are on, we know that he's home. Uh, and that it appears that all, all the cylinders are firing uh, within his brain, which is greatly gratifying. For to paraphrase uh, one of our partners, you know, when, when he asked, did we win? The answer is yes. You know, Damar, you won. You've won the game of life. Now, Hamlin's teammates were back on the practice field yesterday as they are preparing for a game Sunday against the Patriots. And after that practice, for the first time since the incident on Monday night, players and coaches spoke with reporters. I think putting that helmet back on today was a really good thing for our, our team and just to to kind of go through that process. Um, but I'd be lying to you if I didn't say, you know, some people are going to be changed forever, you know, after being on the field and and witnessing that and, and feeling those emotions. Um, but, again, the best way that we can continue to move forward, obviously the updates that we keep getting on Demar really lift our spirits. How do I know that we'll be able to overcome um, is we have to, um, just like um, we've done many times before in this city and the people of Western New York that have dealt with what they've dealt with. Um, that's what you do. And so plenty of time here for reaction this morning. Ninko, I'll start with you. You were here yesterday and, um, you know, we were talking, you, you were talking about how difficult you would imagine it would be for those players now to start preparing to play a game. Now in the wake of what we hear, the positive, while, while the situation remains extremely serious, the positive news medically coming out of there, just your reaction to everything that we saw yesterday. Uh, uh, miracle, uh, like just how the recovery in just one day can lift the spirits of a whole organization a whole country. I mean, I, I think I, this is the first time that I've ever seen um, the outpouring of love and support, no matter what team that you support, um, the prayers. And, and just, I, I really think that with that update yesterday, you can almost see it on, on Josh Allen's face. Like he was emotional um, that everybody on that roster, they just wanted some type of information, good information. And when they probably got that news, 
and he even said that going out to practice was was good for the team. Like going out there, it's almost like therapy. You're on the football field, mm -hmm. you're running around, you're having you're having um, you know a, a a bonding moment with your teammates, and then to get that news. I mean, it's incredible. And RC, between your work here at ESPN and all of your personal friendships and your work with your podcast, The Pivot, I know you've been talking to a lot of people. What have you been hearing? Yeah, I mean, I think the first thing, uh, we spoke with Jordan Whitehead last night, who was his childhood friend, who was his college roommate. And he said when he got the news, he was actually walking onto the practice field. His mom called. And he said when his mom called, he went and run up to his teammates and told his teammates that DeMar is showing signs of improvement. He also ran up to his coaches and told his coaches, this isn't a Buffalo Bills thing. And I think that has been shown by the fans of the Cincinnati Bengals and all that they've done to be a part of supporting DeMar. And when you talk to guys like Tredavious White, who was obviously shaken while he was on the field in Cincinnati, and he explains to you exactly what he saw. Anybody who's ever played this game understands that we become desensitized to injury, right? We watch guys tear their ACLs. We watch guys throw their shoulders out of place, and the coach says, move the ball up 15. We don't react that way to watching guys physically hurt and to see Josh Allen hug Joe Burrow, what Stephon Diggs' face looked like at that time. You understood what it was, but to hear it, to have a player explain to you exactly what was going on on the grass and listen to the hero, the heroism, um, the the, the hero, uh, heroics, heroism. There you go. Yeah, yeah. That's the word I was looking for. Yes. To, uh, of, of Denny Kellington Absolutely, and what he did yes. under that sort of pressure, it lets you know what that situation was. So to hear Josh Allen speak about it is good to put the helmet on and have some sort of normalcy. And that normalcy wasn't going to happen for them until they felt something positive about their friend or heard something positive. But to also say that we will forever be changed. I think many watchers and lovers and fans of football will also forever be changed as and, well. And Brooke Pryor, for those who don't know, you cover another team. You cover the Pittsburgh Steelers. And obviously, uh, DeMar Hamlin is a, a Pennsylvania native, so there's a lot of connections there as well. What sorts of things have you been hearing this week? Yeah, I mean, the Steelers have a unique connection to DeMar because the pit facility, they share it with the Steelers. They're right there. Mike Tomlin talked earlier this week. He's known DeMar since he was 12. The guy that I've gone to all week to talk to is Levi Wallace, who played with DeMar in Buffalo last year. And when I talked with Levi on Wednesday, he's obviously, you know, he's taking it really hard. He said, I want to be there for my former teammates, but I know I need to be here for the playoffs to lock in to try to get there. And when they came off the field yesterday, that press conference was just starting. I walked right up to Levi at his locker, and I said, hey, Levi, I, I don't know if you've seen this, but the doctor said that DeMar's awake, that he asked who won the game. And Levi stopped what he was doing, and he looked at me, and he smiled. He broke into the biggest smile I've seen, and he said, that's amazing news. That's the best news I've heard all day. And he said, I, I hear that, and I know that prayers are real and God is real. And this is a morale boost for me and for everyone. And I, I can't explain to you what it was like to see him feel that relief that his friend is doing better, that his friend is awake. And I think that this is something that whether guys were teammates with DeMar or not, whether they knew him or not across the league, I think there is a sense of, of relief and, and just an uplifting in this positive news from yesterday. Yeah, and, and so as we move to now the other news of the NFL day yesterday, I'll just finish the conversation by saying one quick thing. This has hit all of us, obviously, in our own ways. We all are indirectly connected to this however we can, and it's very hard for me to explain. I've been covering sports for 30 years. Somehow, when the doctor said yesterday that his first question was, did we win the game? I mean, that hit me so hard. I literally had to stop what I was. I got choked up for a moment uh, because it just 
There's something about this stuff that is so powerful that, 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 that while all the rest of us, I mean, literally an entire country has stopped and is praying for this man's health, that his first question was, hey, Doc, did we win the game? It, uh, that hit me very I, hard. I think the thing is, Greeny, people need to understand that that's how players feel yeah. about this game. Uh, DeMar has done this his entire life, and his entire life he's wanted to get to this point. Jordan Whitehead mentioned to me that he would call all the time and say, I'm missing tackles or I'm doing this. How do I, how do I get on the field? How do I improve? that it was so important to him not to only be on the field, but to be a part of winning. And it speaks to the character of the young man, but it also speaks to the way that football players feel about the brotherhood and not just the brotherhood of the entire NFL, but what those men set out to do on Monday night was all that was on his mind before the game. He was never expecting to experience what he experienced during the game, but even afterwards, that is always the main goal. And I believe that main goal is what's bringing this team together right now. But DeMar is the reason that I think this team can now push forward knowing that he's okay. All right. So first and foremost, the news, I think, under the circumstances is as good as could possibly have been hoped for regarding the health of DeMar Hamlin. That brings us then to the other news of yesterday, which was the enormous decision made by the National Football League as they announced last night that the game played Monday night, or portions of it were played, between the Bengals and Bills will not resume. So today, league owners will vote on a plan that could potentially, among other things, move the AFC championship game to a neutral site. So to be clear, they made one decision yesterday. As I bring Dan Graziano into the conversation, and I can tell you now, Dan was on all these conference calls yesterday. He has all the information. We basically grilled him for 20 minutes during our uh, pre-show meeting this morning, just asking Dan all these different questions, and we'll do our best to bring all of this information to you this morning because there is a lot there. To be clear, they made one firm decision yesterday, Dan, and that is that that game will not be played. That game will be canceled. And so Correct. the ramifications of that, they will then vote on a proposal today. You pick it up from there, Dan. What are they proposing to do and why? So because uh, two teams will team games and everybody else will have played 17, there are potential inequities in the final standings that they felt the need to address. Now, these are proposals that are approved by the NFL's competition committee, and there will be a vote today of all 32 team owners, and if 24 of the 32 approve, then these, these proposals will move forward. Number one is that the AFC championship game, if it involves two teams that played an uneven number of games and both could have had a chance to be the host team will be played at a neutral site. This happens if Buffalo and Kansas City both win this weekend or if Buffalo and Kansas City both lose this weekend. And what happens is if that occurs and Buffalo and Kansas City meet in the AFC championship game, that game would be played at a neutral site. Additionally, if Buffalo and Kansas City both lose this weekend and Cincinnati wins, and then Cincinnati plays Kansas City in the AFC Championship game, that game would be played at a neutral site. And the reason, Greeny, is because in those scenarios, the teams would be within a half game of each other, and because the game was not finished, the team with the worst record was denied an opportunity to, to win that game and get into a tie that would have made them the host team in the AFC Championship game. So if Buffalo and Kansas City don't do the same thing as each other this weekend, none of this matters. It's all off the table. The other one is if Baltimore beats Cincinnati on Sunday in the first round of the playoffs, the site of that game would be determined by a coin flip. So Cincinnati is the AFC North champion and the three seed in this scenario, and Baltimore would be the six seed or the, in this scenario if they're playing Cincinnati in the first round. 
Because Baltimore finished a half game back of Cincinnati, they're the wild card team, but they will be 2-0 against Cincinnati this season if they beat them on Sunday and therefore have a, a bit of a gripe saying, you know, if, it, if there had been one more game and the Bengals lost it, we, we would have been division champions. So the way the league is trying to correct this is giving Baltimore a coin flips chance, a 50-50 chance of being the host team in that game. So those are the two biggest pieces of this. Let me bring it out to the table. Dan's going to stay with us here, and we'll continue to ask him questions, but I'll bring it here for some reaction. To be clear, again, by canceling the game from Monday night, that means the Bengals cannot, would not have the opportunity to lose it had they lost that game, then the Ravens would have had a chance to play for the division championship. So that's the reason right. that they're doing it there. There is a provision, for those who are wondering, there is a provision in the NFL rules of how they would handle the event of a game that is canceled, which is to say a game that is just not played, as this one was not the other night, because of unforeseen circumstances. And the rule actually states that they would just pretend it never happened and they would go on about everything. If the game is canceled, a team standing in its division or conference shall be determined on the basis of its final record when necessary, playoff tie breakers will be calculated according to per game averages for all teams. That's not what they're choosing to do here. They're choosing to go in a slightly different direction, or at least they're proposing to go in a slightly different direction. I'm sure you're wondering, has this ever happened before? The answer is it has. The last time was 1935 is the last time that two teams played fewer games than any other in the league. So it's not something they've had to deal with for almost 90 years. So, RC, as an analyst, as a former player, as one who had home field advantage and had to go on the road in so many big playoff games. What is your thought on the proposal that they are putting forth? Well, I think it's a proposal that the NFL is trying to implement based on being human, right? Not, not necessarily taking into account that this is just some normal game that mm -hmm. was canceled and a normal reason it was canceled. It's trying to find a way to, I believe, at least put this in place in an empathetic way. And they do understand that if the game is finished, we have more clarity. And obviously, this would be much easier if that game was Cleveland and Indianapolis, right? right? No one would care. But from the sense of the seating, it seems that the seating is going to go according to the rule. They're now putting things in place in certain addendums if these three teams match up, which is the problem, right? right? This game was so important and we were so into it because it was going to decide first seeds and third seeds and home field advantage. And so the NFL is looking for a way to say, okay, this is the fairest way we can do it based on the circumstances of why the game was canceled. Now, if you're a team that feels like you had an opportunity to host the first round, or if you're the Cincinnati Bengals and you might have to go on the road to play the Baltimore Ravens, of course you're upset. Of course you want every competitive advantage that you can possibly get. The difference is, in this case, you believe you've earned it. Right? You believe you've earned to host the first round of the playoffs if you end up being the number one, if you end up being the AFC North champion. You believe you've earned the right to play if you're Buffalo to be the host of the AFC championship game. So that is going to upset you in the sense of saying that I went out and what I did on the field says I earned these things and I deserve them. But we also have to understand what the NFL is being faced with in this sense. The NFL is faced with not only making a decision that allows you to get a Super Bowl champion, but making that in a way that doesn't make them a tyrant. And I believe, as someone who is an NFLPA executive member and doesn't really fool with the league in that way, for the first time I can say I understand the difficulty in what they're faced with. What do you think, Nick? Listen, there's, there's not going to be a winner in this situation. They're trying to make the best of a terrible situation. And, and if you're the Buffalo Bills, it doesn't – who cares if we lost home field? Who cares if we lost the number one seed? All we want is our, our teammate to be healthy. So, 
If you're a team that would have hosted a home game and now you have to go on the road, guess what? Sometimes life ain't fair. Yeah. yeah. Things happen in life that you have to deal with, come up unexpectedly, that you're not ready for. And it's just a game. Like, we're talking about a young man's life here. We witnessed something we've never seen before on national television. So I think if you are another team, another fan, you would have some compassion and realize the NFL, they, there's no perfect situation here. There's no perfect way to do this. You can't make two teams play within a week before the end of the season. Yeah. That's not helping the players. That's not in their health, you know, healthy for them. Right. So – Whatever it comes to be, you, just, you might have to go on the road. It's and win about a perspective, game. though. That's a great point, right? In in Buffalo's locker room, who, from what I've heard, <laughs> was ready to forfeit the game if they were told to go back on the field. It's not going to be a deal, right? They're going to talk about Jamar Hamlin, his situation, what he's going through, and how compared to what he's going through, going to play a game at a neutral site or going on the road when we could have a home game is very minuscule in comparison. Right. But if you're one of these other teams who are not truly faced with that every day, who don't get to look in the locker and say, my boy's not here or my boy is just still in the hospital, you're going to see it differently because now you're focused on winning a Super Bowl. The NFL is faced with something that they can't make everyone happy, and you got to just do what's best and now go play and I think that the, some of the criticism I've seen of some who are criticizing this decision is not really fair because people are saying oh don't they understand it's insensitive it, it's really these are two stories that are happening on parallel tracks but yes. don't really have any connection right. to one another the most important thing is DeMar Hamlin's health we understand that what the NFL decides to do here will not have any impact yep. on the care and treatment that he is receiving which is literally the best in the entire world Danny I'll come back to you in a minute but very quickly Brooke because I know you have spoken to some people around the league what is some of the reaction you've been hearing. Yeah, I was texting with an NFL GM for most of the day yesterday about the different things that they could do about the different scenarios that NFL could come up with. And he said, you know, I, I see things in black and white. Maybe we should go by winning percentages and throw out some other ideas. But then to, to RC and Ningo's point, he said, at the end of the day, the most important thing is that DeMar Hamlin is turning a corner. But he also presented this idea that I thought was interesting that's kind of giving me something to chew on, that maybe this is what paves the way for neutral site championship games, which I don't know that that's anything that any of us want to see happen. <laughs> but yeah. it's, a, it's a test case scenario that maybe that this ends up being one of those long-term implications from all of this. Parenthetically, I hate that idea, but we can talk about that another time. Uh, so, Dan, fill in some blanks here. What, what are we missing? What else should everybody know? Well, I, I think I, I, I would allay the concerns of those who fear neutral site championship games by saying this is the first time this has happened in 87 years. And so uh, ideally, uh, it'll be another 87 before we confront this uh, and it can be treated as a completely unique circumstance. Uh, number two, to the point of the Bengals Ravens specifically and the potential for the Bengals having to play on the road in the first round as the better seed, uh, the Bengals have an opportunity to stave that off. If they beat Baltimore on Sunday, then none of this matters. They'll, they'll, they'll be division champs, and they would host that game against the Ravens. So they are actually presented with the same ability they would have had under normal to win this game and secure that home playoff game. So it's not as if they're just flipping a coin. They're only flipping a coin if the Ravens get to a point where they say, hey, we beat them twice, and we almost have the same record, and the only reason we don't is because they played one less game. 
It's important to point out also that the league did, in canceling the game, make the point that the cancellation of the game does not change who gets into the playoffs. To the point you just made, Ninko, maybe some team right. has to go on the road that otherwise yeah. wouldn't have. It's a minor hardship in the in the yeah. in the big picture of things. If it had determined, well, this team gets in instead of this team getting in, then maybe it would have had to have been approached a little different way. Dan Graziano will keep you close by. Thank you for the insight into all of this, and he'll rejoin us a little bit later. Again, it's a huge day. As this decision gets made as we approach the final weekend of this regularly scheduled regular season of the National Football League. And there are huge games to get to, and we'll get to them next, including will this be Rodgers' last leap at Lambeau, what the quarterback has to do to beat the Lions on Sunday night. Plus, fly, Eagles fly. Promising news about the quarterback. Should Philly bring him back or press pause? We'll answer that question next. You're watching Get Up on ESPN. Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, where you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Unleash more possibilities with cutting-edge systems, their most advanced features, and great prices. Plus, curate your dream setup with deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com deals, you'll have access to state-of-the-art technology to match your forward-thinking spirit and free shipping on everything. Anniversary savings await you for a limited time only at dell.com slash deals that's dell.com slash deals passion drive and patience the formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Uh, because we all need a quick smile. RC, I know how athletic your son is. I want you to feast your eyes on mine. That's my son, Stevie. He got pulled out of the crowd at the Northwestern basketball game the other night. They Make a play, him, Stevie. They put him in a sumo outfit. Nice. Make a play, Stevie. Get fired up. Now, watch the swag here. I, I just want you to see the swag that my son has. He gets this from his mother. Wait. Oh, oh. the Conor McGregor. I see you, Notorious. 
Hey, I tell you what, that kid definitely did not grow up in the house with Greeny. No, not at all. Way too much swag and athleticism. He did. He ignored me, though, most of the time. <laughs> he gets the athletics piece from his mother. But anyway, so I know your son, oh, the Mr. Varsity athlete, Arizona State, no. all that kind of what? Greeny, no. this is actually more impressive. He's in a sumo suit. Yes. He beats him down the court. Right. Hits the layup. Yes. Gives you the Conor McGregor. Right. And walks between the cheerleaders with the ribbon. Listen, this is the type of guy I want to hang around. That's Somebody's exactly. going to be a star in whatever street they get down in in Chicago. That's exactly right. <laughs> All right, as we continue, could it be the last leap at Lambeau for one of the greatest ever to do it? You'll hear directly from Aaron Rodgers. And then, wait a minute, an investigation that could lead to a suspension for Jim Harbaugh? It's the plot twist no one saw coming. We've got the details next. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news! Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part of the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We're back on Get Up with a huge weekend ahead and no game bigger than the one Sunday night. The Packers and the Lions. Green Bay on a four-game win streak. It's been a total team effort. The defense has allowed 20 or fewer points in each of the four wins. They have as many takeaways during that streak as they had during the first 12 games of the season combined. Plus, they're running the football. They've had multiple rushing scores in three of the four games. Prior to that, Green Bay had just five rushing touchdowns on the whole season. And then the special teams have been good. Green Bay averaging an NFL best 32 yards per kickoff return. Now, Aaron Rodgers, of course, a part of the mix. He talked yesterday about whether or not he expects this to be his last game at Lambeau Field. I mean, for sure. Uh, just because you don't know what the future holds. But uh, when I think about that, it's nothing but gratitude. Not remorse or sadness. Just gratitude for the time that I've been here. The amazing memories that I've had on this field. I've been a lot of great moments. But, you know, I'm still undecided. Uh, we're all undecided about the future. And we're just going to enjoy uh, Sunday night and hopefully have some more to play for. 
now to be clear, <laughs> uh, before I explain, <laughs> let me just explain the soundbite. He didn't say for sure it's his last game. He was asked if he'll be thinking about that, and he said for sure he'll be thinking about it. Why did all of that make you laugh so much, RC? Why he got to try to always be so dang mysterious? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, just say what, bro, say what you mean, mm. right? If they ask you, hey, could this be your last game? You know what? It could be my last game. Believe it at that. But then it's like, you know, I think about it, but there's nothing but gratitude. He's basically saying goodbye without saying goodbye, but leaving it open that I've already said goodbye. So now I don't have to say goodbye when I leave. And then if I come back, I actually never really said goodbye. So you really don't know what the hell is going on. Sometimes when you ask a guy a question, like you just want to answer. Now, here's the other thing. Aaron Rodgers can do what the hell he wants, right? He can answer the question any way that he wants to. But I think when you do this, now there's a another conversation that has to go on in the locker room and now I have to go ask Randall Cobb. Randall, you know, Aaron said that you just never know what's going to happen and if it doesn't happen, you know, he's going to have beautiful memories. What are the beautiful memories you have of Aaron Rodgers? So now Randall Cobb got a now Randall Cobb got a wax poetic for 20 minutes about memories he shared with Aaron Rodgers when he might get memories with Aaron Rodgers next year. Yeah, It's about playing this game against the Detroit Lions. He could have said that. You know what? Maybe I I will be thinking about it, but it's about winning this game and making sure that this game is not about my last game in Lambeau forever, but it's not the last game of the season. Right. But no, guess what we're doing on Get Up? We're making ratings for Greedy because Greedy <laughs> wants to talk about this anyway. Why, why, why did it make you laugh? Well, first of all, I think the RC should be like a media coach for all these guys. Here's how you prevent reporters from having to ask your teammates these questions over and over and over again. I feel like Great, the Packers are doing are doing well again. It's not necessarily because of Aaron, but you know what? We're going to make it all about Aaron because it's always all about Aaron because we can't just have a good thing happening without it circling back. It's like a toxic ex. Like, oh, they've changed. Look at this. This team's getting better. Nope, they're still the same person. He he can't help himself. He has he has the spotlight. He already gets to say, look, I told you so. I told you that we're, we were going to get back in it. And now while I have you, what if I retire? Let's think <laughs> about that for a minute. Like, I'm so over That's it. That's the last. It's the last three off-seasons we've talked about this. Well, it's exhausting. You know, it, I don't know if it's something in the water in Green Bay, but it feels like Brett Favre did this, too. Every <laughs> right? We had this conversation about him every single year. We all have mentors. he wound up playing in two other places before he was all done. Here's the thing, Ninko. I can't really criticize uh, Rodgers for saying a lot instead of saying a little because I am the master of using a thousand words where ten might have sufficed. <laughs> so that's not, probably not re- reasonable for me to criticize him. How about uh, the game, by the way? Uh, the, the game, yeah. That's, how about it's a big deal. Can we put the picks up on the screen? <laughs> Guess why we're not talking about it. It's a big deal. <laughs> he managed that. to make us not even talk about the biggest game. Of the- I'm the only one picking the Lions on this thing. Go ahead, Nico. I mean, listen, should I go into – I should go into my Aaron Rodgers. Let me just – well, Mike Greenberg, I just want to tell you everything about this game. It's a beautiful mystery. <laughs> we're gonna go out there, and we're just gonna we're gonna play one one play at a time. <laughs> I'm just gonna stay in my monotone voice and talk about drinking tea. And um, you know, if I can do that, then I'll be gracious and grateful for every moment that I have. <laughs> like, he needs to go into some type of therapy sessions as far as like I'm you know getting stuff now. out of. He, he's just like zen-like every time he speaks. But again, what RC is saying basically, he could easily just. 
X that thing to say, you know what, I don't care about I just want to focus on the Lions because that's everything right now. Can the I Lions, ask a serious question? Yes. The Lions are 7-2 and two in their last nine games. One of those losses was a last-second field goal by Buffalo. The other one was the one bad game they've played basically in yep. two and a half months against Carolina. Carolina. They have been better than the Packers basically for the last two months, and it's not even close. Why is everyone so sure Green Bay wins this game? I'm not sure. I, you know, I, I, I can be absolutely honest with you. I was yeah. asked to pick a team to win, so I picked one. Fair enough. And, you know, everyone <laughs> might be has Look at when you look at what the Detroit Lions have done, though that type of winning streak or that type of winning stretch is the only reason we're speaking of them in this way. And this was a team that started the season off terribly. We've, we've watched Dan Campbell continue to have this team fight. And last year it was always this team fights, but they'll find a way to lose. Well, now they're playing so well offensively. Jared Goff is protecting the football. <laughs> they found ways to create turnovers defensively with Aaron Glenn taking over in a defensive backfield. And this team finds himself away, a game away from having an opportunity to play in the playoffs. The thing I believe that all of us, and, and, and no matter how we try to try to talk ourselves out of it, it's still Aaron Rodgers. At home. No matter how we talk about ourselves out, it's still Lambeau Field. Mm -hmm. It's still a defense that's created 12 turnovers yeah. in four games. It's a coach in Matt LaFleur that has figured out that the run game is more important than the pass game, and if we lead with Aaron Jones, now we can find ways to create big plays in play action with Aaron Rodgers. They seem to understand now what is their easiest path or the straight line path to winning? And if you're going to look at the last game of the season, Jared Goff, who's playing extremely well against Aaron Rodgers, the Detroit Lions, who are playing extremely well against the Green Bay Packers, I believe it is that history and resume that makes you lean toward Green Bay I, in a tough game. I, I think the biggest thing that we're overlooking right now with Quick. the Lions yeah. is the, in the last nine games, they have 119 pressures on the quarterback. Yeah. That's second in the NFL. Look. This so Aaron Rodgers, he's going to be hitting pressure a lot in this game. Two days in a row. Out. Two days in a row. I've been the only person to pick the Lions on, the, on our set. I changed my pick. Boy, are you going to hit. Uh, I'm going to the Lions. You're going to the Lions? Going to the Lions. Oh. You're jumping on board with I'm going to the Lions. I, I, the helmet. I have written the, the He used a lot of words. Work. Yes. He used I, a lot of words with 10 would suffice. I, Let's do I've it. I've put it on paper four <laughs> different times this year that the, the season's over for, for Green Bay. I am switching my pick. I'm going Lions. Logo I'm going Dan Campbell. I'm going WrestleMania, man. All right. Well, let's go to Philly, all right, because they've got a huge game this weekend. They keep not locking up the one seed, and so now maybe they will need Jalen Hurts to do it. He did take first-team reps in practice yesterday as he continues to come back from the injury to the throwing shoulder, and his top target, A.J. Brown, had this to say about Hurts' potential return for Sunday. We are excited to see him back, to see him doing his thing. You know, uh, he's locked in for sure. You know, he, he, he definitely has a tempo about him today. Um, even in the walkthrough, you know, he was telling, telling guys to come on, hurry up, you know, get going. You know, I'm glad, glad he's back. He's still crafting. He's still, you know, not going to rust off. I think he'll be fine coming on Sunday. Okay, so yesterday the news felt like it changed. And we woke up in the morning and there was a lot of speculation that Hertz was not going to play. Then mm -hmm. coming, the conversation coming out of that would make it sound like it would. Would you treat this like a must win? If, if you were making the decision on Hertz and he's 70, 80%, the kind of hurt that he'd play in a playoff game but wouldn't otherwise, do they need to win this game and do they need him to do it? Um, you definitely need to win the football game, but you don't treat it as a must-win as it pertains to Jalen Hurts' health. No. You treat it as a must-win as the way you approach playing the football game, and so I think that's what Nick Sirianni has to take into consideration because it doesn't matter how well Jalen Hurts plays in this game if he's not available in the divisional round mm -hmm. of the playoffs, if he's not available for the NFC Championship if they do happen to make it there. And so I believe you evaluate him 
solely based on can he play, period. It's not about what week of the season it is. It's not about whether or not it's the playoffs. Can Jalen Hurts play up to a level that he can allow or lead this team to a win? Also, can he protect himself? I think that's the biggest question to, for me whenever you're talking about a guy with an injury. Is there a way for him to protect himself from being hurt while playing? And if Jalen Hurts can do that, mm-hmm. I believe you have to play him. What's your sense of all this? Well, what I key in on from that A.J. Brown quote is that he said, Jalen's still knocking the rust off. To me, I want to see him get in the game and knock the in-game rust off, and I don't want to see him have to do that in the playoffs. If he is healthy enough to go this week, he doesn't have to be 100% for me, but I think, I mean, get him in there for a half. Just get him out there long enough that he is able to get back in the flow of things because, to me, the worst time that you could get a guy in there to get him reacclimated and everything is when it's a a win or go home. It's it's a well-made point. If they do wind up the one seed, and Hurts doesn't play in the game at all. He will go 34 days between exactly. playing it's in NFL long. games before he would play. It could potentially be 35, depending on whether they play Saturday or Sunday. Go ahead, Nate. The number one thing for Jalen Hurts right now is you cannot take a step back. You can't go out on a football field mm. and take this time to recover and then get hit a certain way yeah. or land a certain way and then take a step backwards in your recovery. Because with a shoulder, especially a collarbone where you're throwing the football and you have to take on those hits, If you do have something where you take a step back, it's going to affect you in the playoffs. And I don't see the Eagles in the playoffs. If they're with Minshew as their starting quarterback, having – They'll be home first week. Exactly. They'll be home the first week. Well, let's put the picks up there. Again, the Giants have literally nothing to play for. The Giants are locked into their playoff position. A win doesn't mean anything. A loss doesn't mean anything. And the coach has said, we'll do what's best for our team, which I interpret that to mean Saquon Barkley might be watching with you. Yeah. (laughs) Hang out with me. We're going to come in the studio over here. Under no circumstances. Saquon Barkley's not even showing up in this. (laughs) to run the risk of some sort of injury. And and so, look, I know that we can't ever assume anything, but I think if you could sneak through this game without putting Jalen Hurts in harm's way, that's your best case scenario. It's not not about sneaking through. Like, that's not the way... Gotta win. That's not the way you're supposed to coach football. It's not, not, hey, can we save Jalen and still win the game? The the decision to play Jalen Hurts should be solely based on Jalen Hurts' ability to play. That's it. Don't, Don't think about any other scenarios that go into this game other than are you healthy enough to play? Can you protect yourself? And can you play at a level that at least makes you close to who you were before the injury? If you can't answer all of those questions with a resounding yes, Jalen Hurts should sit. And I, I want to make a very quick comment because as I look up at the screen, it occurs to me here that some may just be joining us. We did the whole first half hour of our show with the latest NRC, of course. Yep. Yes, he, in case you're wondering, yes, he is wearing a DeMar Hamlin jersey today. I'm sure many people are just tuning in and yep. uh, representing today in, in um, you know, it, it just a what is a wonderful day of outstanding news, all things considered, coming from yesterday. With that thought in mind, we will take a quick break and we will come back with another quarterback situation. RC, what is going on with Lamar Jackson? Is his absence a sign of a bigger problem in Baltimore? We will talk about that coming up next. You're watching Get Up on ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Expect more practice this week. I don't know. I don't know. Joe Harbaugh is fed up. Living life without Lamar Jackson will look like that. If you're Baltimore, you're stuck. I'm Lamar Jackson. I'm not stepping back on that field. I'm just probably going to leave all that stuff alone. Harbaugh is just tired. We know that the coach is frustrated. There's some mojo going on down there. There's something going on. Let's get ready to to coach our guys. There's something going on in Baltimore. There's something going on between player and team here. There is something big going on. All right, so the stuff going on, we've talked about it this week in Baltimore. And again, if you were not with us at the beginning of the show today, the game between the Bengals and the Ravens this weekend is a huge one. If the Ravens win that game, then there will be a coin toss to determine whether or not they get home field advantage if they should meet Cincinnati again in the first round of the playoffs. So they have a lot to play for this weekend, and the Lamar Jackson situation continues to be a confounding one. What is your perspective on it? Is Lamar Jackson just not hurt? Like, is, is, is there more to it? I just thought he was hurt. And if he's hurt and he has a PCL injury and he can't play, don't go out there. then you don't play. Like, I don't I, – I guess I haven't heard the inner workings of the locker room, and I don't know why John Harbaugh, Harbaugh is so salty other than the fact that he can't score offensively because his starting quarterback isn't playing and he's tired of answering questions about it and he can only coach the guys that are actually going out on the field. Like, I just – I just don't understand what the question is other than the fact that you built a team around Lamar Jackson. Because you built a team around Lamar Jackson, the pieces that you have in place actually don't function without Lamar Jackson. What you're also learning is you built an insufficient team around Lamar Jackson, even if we talk about the Rashad Bateman injury, which Mm -hmm. I believe is huge. And you're learning now that what Lamar Jackson means to this team and what he can do under the way we have constructed it is actually much better than Anybody in the world can do, even if they sort of look like them, if you squint your eyes. <laughs> and that's where they are. <laughs> to be very clear, the, the conversation that has stemmed from this, forget, look, I mean, as I said earlier, if you, if you ever speak the words aloud, we couldn't afford to lose Rashad Bateman, then, then you, you identify <laughs> the problem. But, but having said that, there are people who are wondering if the frustration stems from the fact that we all know that there are football, there are circumstances in football where a contract does play into all of this, and it was somewhat predictable mm. that because every 100% of the players are at least a little bit hurt at this point in the season, and the question is, are you too hurt to play, and does the contract factor into all of that? And maybe that is why the absolutely the contract factors into yes. it. Yes, and if I'm, the if I'm Lamar Jackson. Two things are true right now, right? right? I'm not putting myself in harm's way if my knee is not feeling or not in a place where I feel that I can go out and be Lamar Jackson first, right? Because obviously they're going to judge me by the film and aside from be Lamar Jackson, injure myself any further. I'm not doing that. Secondly, when I have my sunshades on that night, (laughs) when I look like Frozone on the sideline, guess what I can see? They suck without me. Without, hey, you are like Harold Melvin without the blue notes. You will never go platinum. So guess what? If I don't feel good, I'm not going out there. Frozone. 
this? No! <laughs> Why are you doing this to me? You know I'm not you trying know. to do anything, okay. Greedy. That's a very well-made point. Let's just, like, Why put, would you play? Put the quote up on the screen. They suck without me. Greedy, <laughs> if you keep coughing, Greeny, yeah. and you can't do the show for the next month in the playoffs, yeah. and we stay, yeah. stay home and ask for more money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's just what everyone thinks I need. Uh, okay. <laughs> Nico, uh, help us here. What? what, what? I, can't, I can't do it as good as, good as RC <laughs> yeah. in the paper. Yeah. But I was going to say, if I'm Lamar, I'm putting my shades on and I'm doing this and yeah. I'm relaxing yeah. because yeah. You, as a player when you when you are on the football field if if you feel uncomfortable with your body your health you don't go out and play you just don't do it and especially especially when you have 200 plus million dollars potentially in a contract waiting for you. And if Lamar doesn't set foot on the field again, like this year for the Ravens, and, and for unseen reasons, we don't know his health status. We don't know what the issue is with his knee. He's still going to make a contract next. Someone's going to pay Lamar. Someone's going to pay Lamar. Now, if it's not the Ravens, somebody else is going to pay Lamar. Well, so, so that does well, Greeny will donate to the New York Jets. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My prediction, Brooke, is that this is going to be the most interesting story of the entire NFL offseason. Because to the point you just made, Ninko, one of the options that's on the table is that the Ravens could franchise tag Lamar Jackson. Again, we've got games this weekend to deal with and all of that. The offseason will come when the offseason comes. But that is what is right around the corner here. If they can't figure out something that makes both sides happy, and I don't see any obvious reason to think they're going to after they didn't last year and the way this thing has turned out, then they could franchise tag him, and now we've got ourselves an unprecedented situation. This is not Kirk Cousins. This is not Dak Prescott. Yep. This is the guy who won the Heisman at 19 and was the league MVP in his second yes. year playing on a franchise tag or potentially refusing on the franchise tag. Th- that is, I think, going to be the story of the offseason. Yeah, I think it absolutely is, and I talked to a longtime negotiator in the league who said that that's kind of what he thinks it's trending toward is that it, the, the Ravens will franchise tag him and they'll go year to year. But to the Ravens, I, I say – if it's not the consequences of your own actions for them to be in this position right here. I've talked to some people that are familiar with things going on. The Ravens, they said, look, the players are not upset with Lamar. Harbaugh himself isn't upset with Lamar. He's upset at the situation as a whole because, yes, Lamar Jackson's injured, but look, we got to be honest here. If he had a contract, I think maybe it's a lot easier to get back out there and put yourself on the line. It's it's, it's easy to go rub a guy and say, hey, man, listen, Lamar. I know you know you're a little banged up, yeah. but we need you. When he got 250 exactly. M's coming, well, it's harder when I don't know what the next year or the next offseason will bring. Look, I, I told this story yesterday. Chris Carter on Mike and Mike with me years ago, a Hall of Fame player, said to the team that you know when he was in a negotiation, look, you give me the contract I want, and I'll be out there for you. Shot up, whatever it takes, you know, no problem. We don't have the contract. It's different. I mean, everything yes. just is different. It would well, be unrealistic to expect that not to be the case. Yeah, now, like, the first thing I don't want to do, I don't don't want people to think I know anything about this situation or this is what Lamar Jackson is doing. But if you are Lamar Jackson and you're advising Lamar Jackson, my first question is, how healthy are you, Lamar? Yeah. How do you Can feel? you actually you perform? Feel? I was like, because if you play, they're going to judge you based on the way you play. They're not going to take into consideration that you're su- you suffered an injury. And also, you're going to put yourself in harm's way. And now, if Lamar Jackson does go out and play against Cincinnati Bengals and he is injured and then misses the playoffs yeah. another time, oh, well, Lamar 
Lamar got hurt, and then when he came back, he got hurt again. We right. can't pay him. He has to be smart about how he approaches this, and the contract has now taken it away from just football. And there's almost unlimited downside in the potential of him yes. coming back. Yes. And to your point, if he doesn't play and they continue to look bad, I mean, you know, as R.C. said, they stink without him, and I cleaned <laughs> that up. All right, well, we got two games coming your way tomorrow. Don't forget, second year that we've got Week 18 games, uh, our doubleheader loaded with playoff implications. We've explained the Chiefs game means everything. They play the Raiders, and then Jaguars-Titans quite literally means everything. It is for the division championship. And so before we wrap up the hour here, let's get the picks on the screen. Titans and Jaguars tomorrow night. Prime time. Everybody here likes Jacksonville. And, it, and it, this is crazy, right? You never expected it to be here. You know what I'm saying, Nico? You thought that the Titans, no, especially I, early on in the year, wouldn't even come down to this well, game. I mean, you've seen kind of this team in the back half of the season, which we wouldn't expect, fall apart. Like, yep. Basically, they've fallen apart with injury. You lose your starting quarterback. The running game's not the same. Defense isn't even close to what they were last year, so they fall apart. But how about Trevor Lawrence? He he has turned into and, the and player that we hoped he would be when he got drafted. It's amazing what a difference it makes when you have coaching? a coach oh. who actually has NFL experience and isn't Ooh. out here kicking kickers and That's belittling bro, guys. Yeah, I'm about to say, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's wild it ain't the how experience. that works when you have someone <laughs> that believes in you and buys into you, and all of a sudden you're and a first-round quarterback Man. and – Mac hit Jones the potential they want to like, see him hit. Dang it. And, and so there it goes. Yeah, I guess so. Th this one, I can't I can't be the one on the other side. I tried <laughs> yeah. hard. I don't see it going any other way. As we continue, the NFL made an enormous decision yesterday. We will tell you exactly what it means for every team involved because the playoff ramifications are significant. That's on the way. You're watching Get Up on ESPN. <laughs> 